श्री राल गोविंद की जाय कृष्ण बलोराम की जाय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद्भागवत की जाय गौर प्रेमानंद Good morning. Please move closer. You can move the drum. Yeah. Yes, it's a bit of social non-distancing. <laughs> be careful about that. So we have been uh, discussing the uh, some related topics, topics related to the Brahma Vimohan Lila. talked about the position of brahma we talked about the brahma vimohan lila itself what it encompasses in a broad sense and how it's looked at from our sampradaya's point of view and to some extent how it's looked at from the vantage point of other sampradayas as well and uh, today we begin the lila narrative but i want to begin the lila narrative with some background uh to the brahma vimohan lila which is the place the brahma vimohan lila in my estimation where sakyaras really comes onto the stage if you will this is the beginning of the the sakyaras aesthetic center of the 10th canto hmm? which follows the batsalya center which is followed by the madhurya rasa center um <coughs> and um as we'll see I'll probably get to it tomorrow it, it begins with a real um uh note of uh, excitement hmm? uh but the 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 related material that, uh, that I want to speak on today is drawn from the chapter that precedes it the last part of the 11th chapter of the 10th canto of the bhagavatam <coughs> we're going to begin on verse 35 and um we'll go through them highlight some of the verses and speak about them to the end of the chapter what do we find well we'll see here in verse 35 is the beginning of a new section in this chapter itself in chapter 11 yes and it goes like this vrindavanam sampravishya sarvakala sukhavaham tatva chakru vrajavasam shakatair ardha chandravat So the text says Prindavanam Samprabishya entering into Prindavan. So what we find here is that at this point in in the Bhagavatam Krishna and the and family hmm, have come across the Jumuna hmm, from um Mahaban Gokul where the first part and the middle part adi kumar as madhu kumar of krishna's childhood were enacted coming across the river into brindavan 
where Govardhan is and so forth. This is the the, the beginning of the Sesh Kumar, the last part of Krishna's childhood where he's m- moving more rapidly in the direction of, of Poganda, boyhood. Mm-hmm. These two ages, I should be noted, the Kumar and Poganda are specialties of Braj in that they don't occur anywhere else. Obviously, the Kishore Leela is also the specialty of Braj, but it does occur um, outside of Braj. He remains a Kishore in Mathura and Dwarka, which is itself wonderful. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's a, from this from the Sakharas point of view, there's a, there's a, there's a specialty to the Poganda age, which comes in the fifteenth chapter. Here we're just in the eleventh. Uh, in that the the excellences of Kumar are present there, and there's a touch of his adolescence in the middle part of his Poganda as well. Mm. There's a couple of different ways, I should mention, in which the ages of Krishna, or the age of Krishna, has been described, and it seems contradictory uh, without uh, understanding this. In other words, some places say he was this age, seems much older, he did this. Maybe in some text uh, it says in the age of seven he came to Vrindavan. Mm. Here I'm saying that he, he came at the... Uh, when he was just turning into f- four years old. Mm-hmm. And those two different ways are that uh, I believe that sometimes the texts are speaking about his actual so-called, I mean, which is actual, you decide, as I explained, actual age, and the other is speaking about the, his, the maturity mm-hmm. that his actual age equals. Mm-hmm. So he may be four actually, Actually, he's seven <laughs> uh, in terms of his maturity. This is a quality um, that we see in some uh, children that is very attractive. Hmm. When you see some child on, um, you know, uh, they bring them to the public, that maybe they're, they're on Voice of America or one of those kind of shows, you know, some kid sings and sings like an adult and has good as and has some adult composure. And how old are you? I'm 12, you know, I'm 8, you know. And uh, that maturity of age is very, very uh, charming. So you you just try to imagine the uh, maturity of Krishna in the midst of his childhood and, and, and how attractive that is, how it can capture everyone's attention, just that in itself. He begins to speak. And he says something profound. This will begin a little later in his Poganda age. Uh, he'll speak about Dharma and so forth, and the parents will be just awed by that, and, and so on. So, if you can, uh, this is very beautiful a feature, of course, of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavas, because our God, as I often say, is human like, and so we know what it's like to be human, hmm? and we can draw so much from our human experience as the Goswamis have to describe God to understand him and bond uh, make a bond emotionally with him which is the whole idea to feel that he is ours this is the feeling in Braj he belongs here he's one of us 
<laughs> once uh, once uh, Bhaktivedanta Narayan Maharaj questioned, uh, for good reason, the idea of naming, as Prabhupada did his deities in London, Radha London Ishwar, Radha and Krishna, Radha London Ishwar. And so he thought that was a little odd because Krishna's, you know, yeah, he's the Ishwar of the world, but then you're getting more uh, and more towards his uh, majesty, Aishvarya, and so forth, hmm? which takes him uh, arguably out, more outside of Braj. But I thought, well, you know, you could look at it another way because he wanted to create a sense of minus. M- my, he's mine, he's ours. He's our Krishna. He's the Ishwar of London. You know, so there, we have him here. You know, he's ours. And of course, that minus that he's ours, that is so prominent in Braj, is, is the, uh, one of the characteristics of Prem that is underscored by Rupa Goswami in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. But anyway, everyone in Braj uh, feels this way. And, and, in the way in which I'm describing, just one one way, simply to help us appreciate, Krishna is very mature for his age. Hmm. So here it said, Vrindavanam samprabhishya sarvakala sukhavaham. It said that uh, sarvakala, all times, so here this refers to the seasons, times of the year. Uh, typically in a western world, in a North and South America, as we have four seasons, but in India they have six seasons. What are there? There's a spring, the summer, the fall, the, the pre-wind. Oh, there's the spring, there's the summer, there's the rainy monsoon, there's the autumn, there's the kind of like the pre-winter, and then there's winter. Hmm. You have to live there to figure it out. But um, but here the idea is that they entered Vrindavan where. Hmm, all the seasons are sukhabaham, uh, giving happiness. One of the reasons that this is mentioned here, it can be argued, is that just prior to coming here, what has been uh, the, the leelas that have been described uh, correspond with the with the with the summer, the beginning of the summer. In other texts, other Puranas, and so forth, it's mentioned that after the toppling of the twin Arjun trees. One of the wonderful feats that occurred somehow in 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 Mahaban Gokul. All of the wonderful things that happened, like Putana's passing, Trinavarta, Shakatasura, uh, Krishna didn't overtly deal with them. So the fact that he was behind it all, that he liberated them, that he dealt with their uh, such uh, nefarious uh, motives as emissaries of Kamsa as they were uh, could uh, could be could be lost, could be missed with the pulling of the Arjuna trees. Well, they were old. They had been standing there for a very, very long time based on the curse of Narada who knows how many yugas previously waiting for Krishna to take birth and witnessing all of the pastimes. and So he just kind of move the mortar and you know um, I mean when he pulled down the trees the rope that he was tied to tied by the, to the mortar to didn't break so obviously obviously they were ready to fall hmm. right 
this is the thinking then that he, he, he's wonderful but I mean how could our child do that so um, at any rate with the, and this will come up as we go forward uh, in relation to f- further exploits that, that are of a different slightly different nature um, in terms of how much he is involved in dealing with Kamsa's emissaries for example so after the falling of the Arjun trees then they came Hmm. So, it might be thought, and so they came right after. But I believe Sanatana Goswami uh, ties this to the summer season. They came was the beginning of the summer, and the point being here, what is that? Of all of the seasons, um, there are um, in, in in that area geographically. Let's say, for example, today we can experience summer is probably the most oppressive. I mean, 120 degrees. It's on the border of the Rajasthani Desert. I think in uh, the Book of World Records or something like that, it's listed as the hottest place in the world. Hmm. Right there on the border of the Rajasthani Desert. So, uh, excuse me, I'm used to Fahrenheit, so 120 degrees. I don't know what that is in centigrade. Um, 30, 35, 40, 50. Oh my God. Uh, Let me pass out. So, uh, very, very difficult. And then when the first rain comes, people on the roofs dancing like peacocks. The rain is coming. Some relief, right? So, uh, the po- he, here the word is used that, that uh, Savrakala, all these seasons, Sukhavam, they gave great happiness. It means even the summer, hmm, it, it, it gave great happiness. Yes, it was warmer. Hmm, but only warm enough to add to all of the fun of Krishna's childhood and boyhood Leela, swimming pastimes, hmm, which might not be as readily available or desirable in other seasons. It has an extra feature for that matter, as all of them do. But all of them hmm, give happiness. Hmm. The six seasons of Braj are, are, are very famous, and it's said, of course, that Brinda Devi is in charge of all of these different, all the different forests and orchestrates their movement during the different seasons for the pleasure of Krishna corresponding with his his Leela. Any season can produce the result of any other season at will or all the other seasons. This is a magical um, idea, obviously. Mm. Um, but the Dom, the surroundings, the seasons, um, along with everything else, all moving only for the pleasure of Krishna. Mm. Then Tatra Chakru Vrajavasam Shakate Arda Chandravat. So, by means of carts, that means they took their bullock carts and they crossed the Jamuna. That's this is that would be quite a task. And some Puranas have said billion billions of cows hmm, in front of them, hmm, floating across. It, it's sometimes described as uh, like the opening of the Red Sea. Hmm? Maybe the Christians borrowed from that idea, hmm? uh, <laughs> rather than the reverse, which some persons have uh, have postulated in the past uh, with regard to Krishna's lila. Uh, but uh, something like that: parting of the sea, and they went across, or they floated across, and cows in front. 
and it said here that Shakater uh, Arda Chandravat. They uh, they made a circle in a half circle like a half moon hmm, with their covered wagons, bullock carts, and all of them, I mean, all of their belongings. They're moving. The entire uh, community is moving across the Jamuna based on reports hmm, as to the the, uh, the lush nature of the uh, the area with, in terms of grasses, Govardhan Hill, which is there. And this is this area is presided over on the, to the north by Hari Dev, who's the god at Manasi Ganga, at Govardhan, the deity, and and the, the Kaliya Damana, which became a sacred place after Krishna chastised Kaliya, turned him into a devotee on the south, between these two regions. Who lives there, never returns. Hmm. So they came across, they made their camp there. They took some brush with thorns and put it around to protect Krishna, as they would think, from uh, whatever. Uh, although there, 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 there's no such um, enmity, if you will, between animals there as you find in other places. Hmm? And here the place is referred to as Braj. Hmm? Brajabasam, so Brajabasam, they asama, they made their residence in in Braja. Hmm? And Braja means uh, herd. It refers to uh, cows. It also uh, means to wander, hmm? as a verb to go to wander, which corresponds with the with the noun. Hmm? Cows, they wander. Hmm? Jiva Goswami in uh, Gopal Champu, in the very beginning of his um, poetic work, he gives a very compelling description of Vrindavan. Hmm. In other places, he's given a very kind of esoteric uh, descriptions of Vrindavan. Uh, drawing from the tantras and so forth, the, the you know shaped like a like a star inside of a lotus, and the geometric explanation, the sonic explanation, where the syllables of the mantra are here, there, and who's in between the petals, and it's very abstract, um, yantric type of explanation. But in Gopal Champu, in the beginning, he gives a very compelling explanation. And he ends with a, with a, with a stated desire on his part to enter there. Hmm? It's very 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 attractive. Hmm? And one of the things he says at the very onset, maybe in the f- only first fifteen verses, I think the fifteenth verse, he says that Braj hmm, means that place in which all things are harmonized, all things are possible. Hmm? Um, it's a it's a definition that you won't find in the lexicon. Somehow he has drawn that and given no explanation between her between her beyond herd beyond wandering uh, and so on and so forth. The two of which, obviously, as I said, go together and speaks about the nature of the community. Hmm. They're herders, hmm. so they're somewhat nomadic moving as as is required for greener grasses greater greater pasture for the cows who are their livelihood this is thought in one sense to be kind of a lowly 
life. They have no home. They're wanderers, um, uh, living off the land, and so on and so forth. In um, his commentary on uh, Logo Bhagavatamrita, Bhadi Bidibhusan makes a comment in this regard. You should not think that Krishna is lowly hmm, because he is a cowherd. Now, you won't think like that, but if you understand the culture, hmm, then there's good reason to think you're going to put God is going to be, you know, a cowherd. <laughs> you make God a cowherd. This doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. And of course, he goes on to say, don't think like that because the cows are the gods on earth. They're the connection between humans and the gods. If you want to make a connection between heaven and earth, the medium is the cows, hmm? in whose bodies, it is said, all the god- gods are, are present, hmm? and um, and from whose milk butter is made, from which ghee is made, which is used for sacrifice, which is the, is the, is the language, the ritual by which humans are meant to co- communicate with, satisfy the gods, uh, give uh, voice their appreciation for the bounty of nature and so on and so forth. So, very appropriate place for God to be appearing in a community of coward people. Hmm? And um, there's another important point that comes to mind when we speak about Braj as a place which the word is synonymous in the sense with Goloka. The, pla- the people of cows, the loka means people, means planet, planet or whatever realm of cows. Hmm? So there may be a place for cows in human society. We don't know if the humans domesticated the cows or the cows civilized the humans. Hmm? Because cows are those most prominent amongst animals that are on the borderline. They they can live with humans happily and provide for them and be cared for at the same time. So you have, let's say you have hunters and gatherers and then you have the animals and they're hunting and gathering and then one animal comes in between and says, hold on here, you know, let's calm down. You know, I'll come in the middle, you stay with me, I'll give you milk, you don't have to hunt. You can drink, you can, and the bull says, and I'll pull the plow. And you can do agriculture instead of killing a few animals and hanging them up, trying to keep them cold over the winter so that they'll have enough food to eat. We'll plow the fields. We can grow tons of grains and stock them. And there's a civilization, right? So the cows domesticated, uh, civilized the humans, we'll think, rather than the humans domesticating the cows. To take care of them um, itself is is dharmic, and indeed, um, as Jiva Goswami comments in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, it is an anga itself, a sub-anga of bhakti. Hmm? The anga being to worship sacred trees, uh, like the banyan, the people tree, and so forth, which we have, we have some here, actually, versions of banyan trees. So also, to worship the cows, to offer them f- fresh fodder, to scratch their necks, and so forth. Hmm? Is bhakti difficult? They're so charming. That's an attractive idea. Hmm? So the point being that that Braja is synonymous with Goloka, and that means that there is there is a realm 
called Goloka. Hmm. Now, I bring this up because the other day we were talking about Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. We were making the point, this is the Paribas Sutra to the understanding of the Bhagavan. This is a very key, key philosophical point. But you might think, well, okay, I got it. But why? Why is it? Why is it so important that Krishna is the fountainhead of all the gods? Who cares? I mean, he's, we like him. He's God. One, if he's an avatar or not, what, what is it, what does it make any difference? Hmm? Why this big emphasis? Sounds even sectarian. Hmm? You're putting your God ahead of everybody else. Just get in the flow of things here. And Ryan's God. He's got a lot of different faces and so forth. Why this point? Well, from if you consider the time and the place and the circumstance in which the Goswamis were founding the, the Sampradaya, hmm, it wasn't known that there was a place called Goloka. Hmm? That's very secret. There is a reference to Mahabhaikuntha. These are some some references. That you wouldn't get them unless you went to the Goswamis who were able to draw them out and help to support their case. But the point of Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam is that Krishna is the source of Narayan. Therefore, he must have his own abode. And the leelas that he's performing must be eternal and must be ones that you can enter into. Hmm? Because if Krishna is just a an avatar of Narayan that just shows this side for a short period of time. It's very cute, and then closes it up. Hmm? He manifests associates along with himself, plays that out, hmm? and gives some teaching of Dharma, and closes it up, and then back to Baikuntha. Hmm? Where is that Leela going on in Baikuntha, and how do you enter in there when the whole realm of Vaikuntha is worship in Aishvarya? In reverence, all the faces of the Godhead are thought to be faces of of uh, of Narayan. Ram is peculiar. Hmm? Therefore, we as Gaudiyas, we separate it out also. The Ayodhya. Here we find a difference and a distance between Ayodhya and Vaikuntha. What is the distance? The distance is in rasa. That's the distance. In feeling. Hmm? In, in the measure of of affection and possibilities of love. Because there we see, unlike Vaikuntha, God has a, a mother and a father. He has brothers. There's some hint of vatsalya, of, of uh, 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 Sakya, hmm? Lakshman, Hanuman, Lakshman, Lakshman, Ram Lakshman. Hmm? Yes, he will enter there like Hanuman, as Dasya, but it's curious. The, the, these stand out, uh, the mother and father of Ram, the brothers, as pointers to the possibility of this type of relationship. Is there a place where you could have... That is Golok then. Hmm? Further. More secret. Hmm? So, in one sense, this, this is one way in which we can appreciate the importance, especially at the time, hmm? establishing some establishing a Sampradaya. If Krishna is not the source of Narayan, then he doesn't have his own abode. Hmm? Goloka, of cows, hmm? and all those leelas, and the possibility of entering there doesn't exist. So it's a pretty important point, <laughs> as you can appreciate. Hmm? Of course, it's also important because if we are to give entirely hmm, of ourselves, then we have to give without motivation of return and we have to be able to give that in a place that can take unlimitedly. 
So all types of love he can take. Narayan can't take them all. So if you want to worship Narayan in friendship, the people there will will tell you, what are you doing here? How did you even get here? That they told Gopu Kumar, you can't talk to Narayan like that. This is not your place. Nard, being astute as he is, um, and also being in Sakyarasi himself, and hmm, a, 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 a resident of Goloka, in the outer regions of Dwarka and Natura, came to Vaikuntha and helped pick him up as a Sikshu Guru, right? Anyway, that's another story. But um, uh, Krishna makes that claim, I can reciprocate in kind. For the, however you approach me, I can reciprocate in kind. Hmm. So you have to give without motivation, but you have to find the place that can take completely and absolutely. And this is what Krishna represents. So Krishna's two above one, so an important point. Here are the word braj, um, all things possible, hmm. um, using Jiva Goswami's explanation. It speaks to uh, the apricot uh, uh, nature. Hmm? There's adhoksaja and not apricot, aprakrita. Adhoksaja, aprakrita. Hmm? Adhoksaja means overtly transcendental. Once when I was in Kerala, I went to the Padmanabh Chetra on Ikadasi. The temple's a city. You go inside, it's like you're in a city. And there's this huge Padmanabh deity, you know, 24 feet long, reclining, and then uh, little temples around of the different avatars and so forth. And it was ecology, so it was a celebration. They had elephants in there and a parade going around, and every, every, uh, every 10, 20 yards, they'd stop, and horns would blow, and Brahmins would chant prayers. And I thought, now I know. I had a glimpse of it once before. I was in Los Angeles, and Prabhupada was present. He called his temple there, New Dwarka, for different reasons. But one, I used to stand next to him every day when he was there, and he spent a lot of time there. I was lucky to spend time with him. I got initiated there, and in those years, he would come for three months in the spring and three months in the winter for two, three years. So I would stand on the right side of his Vyasasana so that I wouldn't fall asleep, <laughs> to be sure, and listen carefully to his lecture. At any rate, he one day he was speaking and, and, and he said, so don't think that you're living in Los Angeles. And he turned to me and he looked and he said, this is my Kuntha. And it was very startling to me. And that night I took rest, as we would do, 30 brahmacharis lying on the floor. Uh, and... Um, and, and I woke up to the, to what I thought was the call of nature, as part of it. And then after dealing with that, I turned and I could, out the window you could see, you know, the Los Angeles skyline it was on the upper floor, and it turned into my kuntha. And Prabhupada's just word just rang in my head. Hmm? Try to go to sleep after that. Hmm? You're not living in by, in Los Angeles. This is my kuntha. Hmm? And so that. that I had the same experience when I w- in, when this codicy procession was going on, and uh, so it's very startling. It's very like an overtly transcendental. Whereas the aprakat aprakrita uh, form of transcendence is 
up. It's like the prakat, prakrita, like prakrita. It's up. It's human. It looks like this world, but it, but it's not. Hmm? So a little little deceiving. You have to pay. Nig- what is it? What does Bhagavatam say? Hmm? Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. You have to pay close attention, right? Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. Which will bring out all the unwanted things and then you'll be able to understand. You have to pay close attention. Hmm? It could be missed. Hmm? And that would be a great loss. Therefore, Nityananda Prabhu wants to make sure that doesn't happen. Therefore, he's pointing to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Take advantage of him. Take advantage. No one was more um, involved in securing the faith in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's advent and dispensation on a wide scale than Nityananda Prabhu. Mm. So, um, uh, one of the ideas, I think, here, Jiva Goswami, all things possible. Um, there are things that are happening there that you think wouldn't shouldn't happen. You shouldn't relate to God like this, hmm? wrestling with him, arguing with him, criticizing him, hmm? um, refusing to let him in into the into the into the forest bower as as Radha may do, with Lalita checking the checking him at the door and so forth. How can you behave with God? Like all these things are possible given this conception of the absolute. Hmm? Pujapad Sridharmarsh played on the word brajin as it appears in a, as a verb at the conclusion of Bhagavad Gita. What did he say there? He said, Sarva, Krishna says, Sarva dharman pratyajamami kam sharanam braja. Hmm? So Krishna saying, come to me, braj, come to me, hmm? and surrender, give up the dharma, give up varnashram, but forget about Gyanmarg and its goal of sannyas, pratyaja, sarva dharman pratyaja. And just ma mekam sharanam braja, come to me. Hmm? Hmm? And ahamtvam sarvapapi, don't worry, because you've been told over and over and over again, if you don't do this according to dharma and you don't do that according to dharma, you'll be culpable, hmm? there'll be a reaction, you'll go to hell. Hmm? That's dharma. Hmm? Don't worry about that. Don't be immoral. And I'll give you no opportunity to. Because coming to me means that coming to me with your heart. That means you come to me and you leave things behind that aren't favorable to me, that aren't pleasing to me. That That's part of coming to me. Hmm? Hmm? So your moral compass will be what's favorable for Krishna Bhakti, I will accept. Whatever my mind and senses may say to the contrary. What's unfavorable, hmm? that I will reject, regardless of what my senses and mind may say. This is immediately I will rise then above this hot, cold, good and bad, happy, sad products, as Krishna says, of the mind. Hmm? This is Sharanagati. This is the beginning of Sharanagati. We come with this in mind. The spirit behind this limb of Sharanagati is a commitment. Some promise. Yes, I will do. I make a commitment. I'm here. I will accept that. What's being offered to me, this window of opportunity, that's a little higher, but to come into bhakti. Hmm? So he played on the word braj. He said, what did he say? As it appears there in the Gita, he said, oh, when Krishna uttered the word braj, which here means come to me, hmm, uh, his mind went to braj. 
and then he couldn't continue the Bhagavad Gita anymore. Hmm. He was he's lost. There he's completely captured. That's where to find him. So here they have come. Now, the Krishna's uh, Prakat Leela is, is divided in this way within Braj in, between Gokul Mahavan, Vrindavan, and Nandagram, Nandishwar. Here also, this is it is implied by the word Braj that they have come to Braj, which is a moving place. Hmm. It also means to us, oh, we need to be flexible. We need to be prepared to pack up like a sadhu. He only stays, she only stays long enough to milk a cow and gone. So that we'll not be detached, not be attached, not be dependent on anyone or any circumstance. Attached to Krishna, then circumstances, whatever they may be, are not a, not an issue if I can serve. Mama Janmani Janmanishwari Bhavatad Bhakti Rhoitaki Tvahi so, Braj, um, again, when Krishna utters it, his mind goes goes there. And there all things are possible, and that is a very flexible place. Yeah, they become very open, very flexible. I remember in the presence of Prabhupada, I was ready to... Whatever, stand up, sit down, stand on your head, sell books, burn the books. It didn't matter. We didn't sell books because we were book salesmen in our previous life or something like that. <laughs> Far from it. Hmm? Yeah. He wanted that, so we would do that. <laughs> if he tells us to now, okay, stop, burn them all. Yeah. Uh, we would have done that. Hmm. So to be to be flexible. Hmm. This is this is Brudge. If you want Kampashu, Pulakare, all these Sattvikabhavs, transformations of the body. Hmm? You have to be at least able to bend over. Do you know the meaning? To be humble, Mahabhu said, like a blade of grass. To be tolerant, give honor to others, expect no honor for oneself. Chanting with this in mind, then very quickly you'll make, you'll make progress. Then all those ecstatic transformations will come. They won't come before that. Hmm. So they've come to Braj, and there, and this is one division, as I said, of where the uh, aprakat uh, or the prakat, excuse me, pastimes take place. Early pastimes up to the falling of the Arjun trees in Mahavan Gokul. These are the first three years of Krishna's Kumar Leela. Now he comes into Braj. And Braj movement means that they were moving within the area. And sometimes they would move as far as Nandishwar, Nandagram. Hmm? And then back and all along the Jamuna, moving with the herd, camping here, camping there, is kind of the idea. But uh, uh, And now we're just on the cusp of what? Entering from Krishna's Kumara, age into his Poganda. So his boyhood is very prominent in this... Uh, section, living in Vrindavan, where is his Kishore age, where you know, the rendezvous, his rendezvous in, in, in his romantic life are, you know, front and center. They, they, they begin to manifest in in Poganda as well, as I mentioned, in the middle stage of the Poganda, but in the Kishore age, well, <laughs> you know, this is, this is on, on, on the front of his mind. At that time, 
by that time, you know, a place has been established in Nandagram, the place of Nanda Maharaj. So these are the three uh, divisions. Hmm? And here they've come to Braj. And what does it say next? Hmm? That next verse. Jamuna Pulina Cha. O king, hmm? Sukadev says to the to the Raj Pritchard, O king, his heart is beating. O king, just listen to this. What is this place? He says, this this is important point. Brindabanam Gobardanam Jumuna Pulina Pulina Pulinani Cha. You know what this means. He's meant in Brindaban Forest. Govardhan, the banks of the Jamuna, he says. Viksha said, Uttama Priti. Seeing these places, Krishna and Balaram, they experienced Uttama Priti. Uttama Priti. Rama, Madhavayor. Uttama Priti. Rama and Madhava. What does it mean? He's saying to him, the king, try to understand this point, king. They experienced Uttama Priti. That means the, re- the realm of Vrindavan exceeds in excellence in terms of its ability to be a, an environment that is pleasing to Bhagawan. Hmm? It exceeds in such excellence the well-known Vaikuntha. Back to the same point. This is what's being said here. Uttama Priti Rama Madhavayor. It gave them more pleasure. These places, the banks of the Jamuna, uh, Govardhan, Vrindavan uh, and the different forests and so forth. Hmm. It's an important point because this is places on earth. Vaikuntha's not on earth, right? It's up there somewhere, people think. Right? It's on earth. And it, it's there on earth. You can go there and it, you know, it, it, it looks pretty ordinary to the ordinary eye. So he wants to give the king a different eye. And the king is from royalty too, so he might wonder, you know, this place, Vrindavan, is better than Vaikuntha? See, it's easy for us to understand because we've just been told that and we don't know anything else and, and by somebody who's, you know, who's got some spiritual um, uh, experience and so forth and sharing that with us. So we're, we're, we're taken in by that and he says things should be backed up by scripture, so we think so we wouldn't have thought so otherwise. Uh, but in the time, then this is, this is, this is to convince the uh, the readers and here the Sukadev trying to convince the king. He's had the experience. Sukadev was merged practically in Brahman as a as a as a as a as a, as a uh, Jivan Mukta. Hmm? Then he heard these songs about Krishna that sent. By Vyas through the woodcutter to bring wood for the for the winter and sing these songs that my son might hear them, and have the epiphany hmm, that something beyond Brahman, hmm, and of course as we're saying beyond Vaikuntha as well, you may, you can't Im- just imagine what happened to him. He, he was completely freed from any material attachment, desire, or detraction, distraction. Fully satisfied in the self, contemplating. The likeness between himself is uh, Atma and Brahman. Then this poetry about Krishna Lila captured his attention, attracted him. 
he's so wise that understand well what is that then what this is the center piece really of the, uh, in many of them but there's one centerpiece of obviously of Srimad Bhagavatam right there's a place beyond Brahman beyond Vaikuntha and it's here on earth too oh man they made it even more complicated and I can go there and it doesn't look to my eye like you're talking about now what so you have to listen very carefully right you have to approach it in a particular way then you'll have these this kind of epiphany but we believe it because Sugadev is saying it and what was his position? We have good reason to believe that. Hmm? He was a he, he was he was a mukta, hmm? credible person, right? So beautiful abode. Then evam drajakosham pritim yachantu balacheshtita kala bhaktyai svakalena vatsapala babhuvatu. So, evam vajokasam, in this way, um, they entered the abode of Braj, and and they they relished the uh, cute words and deeds of Ram and Krishna as their childhood now started to take a turn. It's taking a turn. And what was what is the turn? Here it is mentioned. Kalabakyai Sakalena Vastapalu Babuvatahu because at this age until the completion of their Bal Lila, their Kumar Lila, they became Vatsapashu. They became protectors of the calves. Now Krishna is becoming a calf herder. Becoming a calf herder, not a cow herder, but a calf herder, is the giving in of Vatsalya to the inevitable. The Dharma of their son. Right? Yes, he's a cow herder by that's his, his his dharma, but giving into it because they want to keep him as a child, and they, they, and calves don't, you know, we were just chasing. Well, we were chasing a uh, bull, but <laughs> but uh, and he was chasing us too. But uh, but they they wander right. And you try to catch a calf. It's a lot of fun, but it's not an easy task if you really have to catch her, right? So. Um, the calves are going to wander, and if you're going to take care of the calves, you're going to wander with them, and you're going to wander further and further away. So what's happening here is Krishna's beginning to now, with permission, give joy to the community in different ways, and some some peril, in the, strike peril in the heart of Dushoda hmm, uh, by way of herding calves. Hmm. The forest is becoming happy because he's coming closer. The calves are happy. Shoda's not sure. So just the point here is we, we find he's edging out. Hmm. He's not going out all day long, going through 12 forests, crossing the Jamuna back and forth, which he'll do later on in his Lilal in the course of a day. Hmm. And how many things are there to talk about then, to dream about, hmm. for his friends throughout the night? 
Now just out a little bit and far enough that you know, Rohini can go on and say, come on back, come back, I've cooked something for you now. And they're not staying out the whole time until it's time for the cows to come back and the calves to milk. They're coming back back early. So this age, he's become a calf herder. It's a big event. Not as big as the becoming a cow herder. That was a huge event, the Gupastami. So then, what? Avidu, well, Avidu Prajabhuva, Saha Gopala Dharakai, Charayamas Satur Vatsan Nana Krita Parichado. So, Abhidure Brajabhuva. This is emphasizing the point I just made. Abhidure, so Dure, going further out. Abhidure Brajabhuva, from the place called Braj, from the settlement itself. With the wagons, uh, shaped like a half moon, and so on and so forth, from the settlement, going further out. Dure means further out. So, each day he's going further out, further out, taking longer to come back. This is developing, and so and new devotees, uh, like I say, the forest inhabitants are being brought into the lila for the first time, and some pain of separation from the. Parents for the first time and so forth. So this is a, a, a kind of a, a sundium, a crossing over here. Hmm? And then, uh, okay, we come to a couple of verses here. I'll, I'll, I'll read the English to you. Yes, this is uh, Prabhupada's translation. Sometimes they would fling fruits. Occasionally they would dance, having ankle bells on their feet, and they would kick one another. It's not mentioned here, but they would do that too. Hmm? They kick Krishna. So often, they fought, well, here, they fought with one another also. Every so often, they fought with one another, roaring and acting like bulls with the boys impersonating cows and bulls at times. They played the flute. They wandered like two ordinary children, imitating the living beings by making noises. Mm-hmm. So this is, again, the end of their childhood. Some, some people say this is when Krishna began to play the flute big part of his life. There are other explanations, but this is one. At this time, he began to play the flute, and the boys would take leaves and turn them into flutes, make instruments out of them, make sounds, and and so forth. Very crude uh, forms of instruments that if you could listen to it, you would never want to hear another record. You'd never want to hear another tune. Hmm. What kind of music they can make with those crude instruments? What is their measure of... Uh, their vidugda, their artisanship. Hmm. Very, very special. Hmm. They imitated the swans, the peacocks, and so forth. And of course, Krishna's vabhuk, uh, uh, what is it? Vidvidadbhuta. Uh, he can speak all the languages of all all the creatures, and so forth. he starts to talk with them. And this is a wonder to his friends as well. Right? And so what's happening here, what's being explained in this verse basically is that that on the, pre, on the pretext of herding cows, herding cows is very important, it's very central, and so as we've mentioned, but it is, it is, it is a, 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 in relation to the, um, what's being 
showcased here, Sakirasa, hmm? beginning of Sakirasa, not the beginning of this manifestation of Sakirasa in the opera, in the Prakat Leela, that um, uh, the cow herding is an excuse for the fun. So we've got to herd cows. But actually, the cows try to give assurance at the same time, in some way, to communicate with Isoda, don't worry, we'll take care of him. Because as he begins to go out, well, this is calves, same holds true to herd the calves, she wants to hold him back or make sure he doesn't, you know, that he, that, that he, that, that he um, is well protected. She wants him to wear shoes, which he refuses to wear because cows don't wear shoes. What are the cows doing? The cows are going like this with their hooves. They're telling Maliasoda, don't worry. Yes, he thinks he's going to protect us, but we're here to protect him. We're making the ground soft for his tender feet. Hmm? We're, not just, we're not anxious to go. We're making it... So they're speaking. And, and there's a lot of this kind of communication in, in Brudge, sign language and so forth. The animals communicating with the humans, humans with the plants and so on and so forth. And, 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 of course, that's possible in the here and now if we look at the world through the lens that Mahaprabhu has, has recommended. Again, I cite the verse, Trinata Pisunichena. Humility, Bhakti Siddhanta said, Saraswati Thakur has said, is absence of the enjoying spirit. So when we look at the world without an eye to enjoy it as if I'm the center, hmm, and foster my illusory sense of identity, which is not easy to, do, to stop doing, that's your default. Oh, that's nice. I like to taste that. Oh, that's nice. I like to smell that. So this would only foster your material sense of identity to convert that and be fully Im- involved in such hearing, tasting, smelling, and so forth. Only for the pleasure of Krishna. This is the whole the difference between calm and preem, right? So when we, when we, when we see an object in the world, a sense object, as something for our own enjoyment, we don't see it for what it is. We take the life out of it. It has a life. It has a dharma. Hmm? Right? It's connected. It, it's the shakti of Bhagwan. It's for him. Hmm? So when we take that out, when we, when we see like that, we, 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 we identify with the sense object as as if it's the object and I'm the subject that it is intended for, then we don't see it for what it is. If you take that out, then the world becomes Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. That's how Mahaprabhu, any tree, any mountain he saw, he saw Govardhan. Any body of water, he thought it was the Jamuna. And he was right. Mm-hmm. So, Here, the cow herding pointed. Here, the cow herding is, is, is a, is a pretext. He's going to protect the cows, but really, the, the cows think we're, we're protecting him, and we're facilitating his play, hmm? the freedom now, the freedom to interact without parental supervision. That is Sakiras, hmm? without any chaperone, hmm? looking over your shoulder, so you can you so you can break the law. And see what happens. <laughs> I told the story when I was a kid. I took a straw, and I saw there was a pin on the table, and I thought, "Let me see if I can breathe it in and catch it with my teeth." Well, of course, it didn't work. But <laughs> but these are the kind of things that you want the freedom the freedom to do, and then you have to go, "Uh oh." <laughs> they have the parents are still in the in the picture. 
help me. <laughs> I swallowed a pin. Uh-huh. <laughs> then she fainted. No, we do now. Anyway, we worked it out. <laughs> so, freedom, freedom from <laughs> anyone looking over the shoulder. So there are nice descriptions here of, of this. They're playing, they're mock fighting, and so forth. And, and it's implied to how intimately they interacted with Krishna on an equal level. Hmm? That he is just one of them. Hmm? So they would take exception to things he said and did at times as, as, as well. That's all part of the in, in, in play. Hmm? Um, so this is Karachid Jamuna Tire Vatsams Charatayo Sakai Bayasyai Krishna Balayor Jigam Sur Daicha Agamat. So he says, Kachit, Karachit, at some point, Jamuna Tire, along the bank of the Jamuna, Vatsan Charayato. Um, where the with the, where the cows were grazing, Sakai hmm. Bayasiai, with their own companions Krishna and Balaram, hmm. or Krishna, we should say, pointed out to Balaram that among the calves is a calf that doesn't seem to belong to our herd. Hmm. Before we go there, here are the words Svakai Bayasyai. It speaks about the nature of his friends. Hmm. Bayasya means means boys, it means friends. Hmm. It means companions, but here it's saying, it's describing them as forms of happiness. Hmm? Sukha. Forms of that forms of happiness. You have to understand this uh, idea of Siddhadeha. Hmm? Krishna has many forms. Balaram, hmm? Vasudev, Krishna, Narayana, Purusha avatars, so many Leela avatars. Guna avatars, right? So many different forms. Now we ourselves, we are Tatasta Shakti. We are Tatasta Shakti and we are also sometimes described as like a part and parcel of Krishna. We are described as Parprakriti, which means a Shakti. We are also described as in the Gita as a Purusha in comparison to the Maya Shakti. Like Krishna is the Purusha. Hmm? So, from one angle we're Purusha, from another angle we're Prakriti, hmm? right? And we can identify with material nature, the result of which will be that we'll have a material form. Hmm? We can identify with Bhakti, pursue Bhakti, come under the influence thereby of the Surup Shakti that Bhakti is constituted of, and we can get a form that's suitable for participating in the Leela. But that form, from the Abed point of view, non-different point of view. Krishna is one with his shaktis and different from them. Hmm? That form, constituted Visarup Shakti, is his own, one of his forms. It's one of his forms. We look at Abed, difference, then we make a difference. We look at from the Bed point of view. It's, in other words, in the depths of the being of Krishna, of God, hmm? our prospect 
so to speak, lies, hmm? to associate with him, and be a, and 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 identify with fully, like you can identify with matter. It just doesn't work. Hmm? It's uncomfortable. It, it the, the the outfit doesn't fit. It's too tight. It's too loose. It's both at the same time. Hmm? Because it's objective in nature, and we're subjective in nature. But the srup shakti is super subjective, hmm. so we can we can have a union with it in ways that we cannot with material nature. Hmm. Krishna's form is constitutive is his srup shakti. Brahman is Krishna without srup shakti, who always has srup shakti. So his form is always there. But if you could separate it out, Brahman means without the manifestation of srup shakti. Krishna's form is srup shakti. Hmm. He gives us a form of Sarup Shakti. Hmm? This is a for- in one sense, this is a form of himself through which he expresses himself and plays out his um, reality of being Rasaraj. Hmm? He needs more senses. Just like it says in another way in the Bhagavad Gita, it said, everywhere are his, ma- are his hands, everywhere are his legs, everywhere are his ears, and so on and so forth. The way Tacharya had a difficulty understanding that verse from a bhakti point of view. One answer is that means is through in his devotees. Hmm? Wherever his devotees are eating, he's eating. Hmm? He's tasting that. He relishes their bhakti. He's eating their bhakti. Hmm? Their eating is honoring prasad. That's a form of bhakti, right? Hmm? So in the so. so in the depth of his being, some people say, "Well, all these sarups are like pictures on the wall in Golok, and you'll get one." And that's it's one way of talking about it, but I like to think of it a little differently. Hmm? Same idea. It's eternally existing. These bhavas are eternally existing. Sakyabhav eternally exists. Maruya Ras Bhav eternally. If it doesn't eternally exist, then our goal is something that's not eternal. They're existing and they're manifest as such in the form of Krishna Parshadas, his eternal associates. Hmm. And so that Bhav can come to us. We can have a... Uh, an, another, it's another form of Krishna. So they, here they're, they're described in this way. These coward boys are the very forms of happiness for Krishna. Hmm. In different ways. And each one has different set of senses and it, it enjoys from it. some like mangoes, some like bananas, some like pineapples, some like all three... Hmm. Right? Each one unique, and it, they are forms to which Krishna is playing himself out as Rasaraj. Hmm. We don't usually talk about it from the Bade point of view, but it's it's there, Bade Abade, hmm. and here it comes comes to mind. Sakai hmm. Bayasyai. I think Jiva Goswami says. Uh, uh, Sukarupai. Hmm. It means they are the very forms of happiness for Krishna. And so, now, what ha- what's happening is, uh, in the midst of this, the scene has been described, what's happening in Krishna's age, the whole, you know, this this, this shift and so forth, and now a cow, a calf, is in the herd that Krishna doesn't recognize. Now, Krishna has his own cows, the, the calves, of, in this case, of his father, which are numerous. Hmm? And each boy has his own herd as well. Hmm? 
and each boy has herders who under his his guidance who help him take care of his herd and might have a couple small herd themselves as well and every day of course with cow herding and as it is with calf herding we can say as well they all come with all their calves and they're all out there together and Krishna understood out of billions of calves this one is not part of the herd not only part of my herd he is not part of the herd of any of my friends and their billions and billions of friends and sub friends and so forth how well does Krishna know his herd hmm? <laughs> right he knows every 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 inhabitant there, every devotee, inside out and backward. Otherwise, how could he become? It we see as we go in the Brahma Mohan Lila, he becomes all the, he accepts forms like all the coward boys and all the calves, and the mothers can't tell the difference. They can't tell that that that, that, that it's that it's now Krishna. They can't understand why they're more affectionate towards him. They're still more affectionate to Krishna. <laughs> but their affection of their own sons has exceeded what it, it was previously. Hmm? We'll go into that. that that's in the upcoming, upcoming chapters, chapter 13. Hmm. But um, but Krishna here recognized this calf doesn't belong. And he told, so with sign language, he, can, he sends a message to uh, Balaram. Check it out. This calf and Balaram will give his, 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 yes, uh-huh, very astute of you. Mm-hmm. So something's up. Where has this calf come from, right? Mm-hmm. And so Krishna continues herding around, and he comes to this cow, and he pets the cow, and Krishna's fond of grabbing the tails of cows in his, in his early Kumar age and being dragged by them mm-hmm. through the cow dung and everything, oh, much to the horror of, of uh, uh, and delight at the same time of Jasoda. So nothing out of the norm. And suddenly, grabbing the tail, he, standing in one place, firm, he also grabs a hoof and swirls that calf around. And so the boys are seeing this and thinking, wow, look at the Krishna's, look how he's playing with that cow, that calf. We've never seen him do something like that before. And as he's doing it, the calf turns into a big demon. He shaked out the disguise of one of Kamsa's henchmen, Batsasura, and then he threw, threw, them, into the, threw them into a tree. <laughs> We're getting ahead of the Tam Vatsa Rupam Biksha Vatsayuta Gatam Hurihi Tarashayan Baladevaya Shane Mukta Ivasadat. No. So the Asura disguised himself as a calf and infiltrated the group, but Hari noticed him, pointing him out to Balaram. Hmm. I've already explained this. He approached slowly, as if he were innocent. The word Mugda is used to describe Krishna. There's two sides to Krishna, Mugda and Sarvagya. Sarvagya. Mugda, Sarvagya. Sarvagya means all-knowing. Mugda means Foolish. It means unknowing, innocent. Mm-hmm. So these are the two, two sides of Krishna. Of course, the equation uh, changes from the Vrindavan Leela to, let's say, the Matura and the Dwarka Leela. In the Dwarka Leela, his all-knowing uh, side is prominent. Mm-hmm. And his unknowing side is 
comparatively uh, suppressed. Therefore, Uddhava marvels. I know that you know everything. That's apparent to me. Hmm? But still, you act sometimes as if you don't know and ask for my advice. And this, he said, is very wonderful. And then the reverse we find in Vrindavan. Hmm? What? That the norm is that he appears as if he doesn't know. He's just a coward boy. Hmm? But every now and then he shows that he knows. Hmm? And the way in which he knows is important to us. Because <coughs> if his mugda completely covered his sarvagya, his omniscience, then how would he hear our prayers? Hmm? But it doesn't. Hmm. Hmm. So he hears the prayers of his rag, rag bhaktas. Hmm. We want to enter into the leelas where his his all knowingness is pushed to the to the to the background. So here it said he was appearing just like a mugda, hmm? and suddenly he grabbed the grabbed the cow, the bull, the calf, swirled him around, and. Um, So uh, he said. Then he, he he grabbed his tail and hooves. He whirled him up into a kapita tree. Kapita tree is a. I think we have them here. They're called wood apples, you know, wood wood apple. That's a European uh, name for them, and they're tasty. Uh, and but they also have uh, they, they make a good uh, substitute for a ball. Hmm? So. <laughs> So Krishna threw him into the kapita tree and then all the fruits came down and the boys could collect them and eat some and, and add them to their creation of competitive games, which is uh, uh, common hmm, at this uh, this point in their leela. Versa hmm. describes him as he did this, Achuta did this. It speaks of how he, in, in doing this, he just stood in one place, hmm, firm, and whirled, whirled the calf and now this is a problem hmm, as we go on hmm, um, because anyway the Surah had a huge body um, he fell along with the fruits seeing and the boys were astonished and they said sadhu, sadhu hmm, very good, very good well done, well done they applauded him and the God showered a very flowers so this is I think the first occasion in Krishna's exploits in which the God showered flowers. And this is the first occasion in which Krishna overtly exerts an obvious effort hmm, that results in the slaying of a demon. Like I said earlier, it wasn't the case with the felling of the Arjun trees or he just sucked the breast of, of Putana. He didn't do anything wonderful. With the cart, well, he, he was under the cart and just kind of kicked it and it it just broke, you know. I mean, so Trinavarta somehow he got carried up in the wind, and the wind couldn't hold him. You know, how long how long can the wind can hold any ob- object in, in, before it lets it come down back down to the ground? So here, as we turn towards his his but Sakiras uh, Leelas, they are marked by this beginning of the overt slaying of a demon that is something that the other Rasa's inhabitants are not typically privy to. Right? They have to get reports 
about this, right? To hear reports from the coward boys who could be exaggerating. Hmm? I mean, they're just boys. Hmm? But that said, on this, and, and we're hearing now a couple of things that are happening that give us reason to uh, uh, understand the boldness that they had, as we'll see in chapter 12, to walk right into the mouth of Agasura. Where do they get that from? They get that from this, from the slaying of Vatsasura. And what's coming next? In the slaying of Bakasura. These two gives them the courage from their experience. They're seeing Krishna do something he's never done. Nobody's seen him do anything like this before. Hmm? they're wholly identified with him so they think well maybe we could have done it ourselves but here in the very onset where this first happens for the first time it's mentioned they were astonished holy cow they said holy calf and now what was that unholy calf unholy cow <laughs> what what happened <laughs> they thought hmm? now this is very very peculiar because On its face, it looked like Krishna killed a calf. Of course, he arranged for him to turn on to, you know, turn into his demon form before he threw him into the tree. But now the boys were shy to go home and say, and Krishna killed a calf and it turned into a demon. So they were silent. They didn't report this event. They had to keep this in. Go to sleep at night think about, the, wow, did you see that? He slayed that calf and... Just to give you some idea, I'm once in Vrindavan during uh, the time of Govardhan Puja in, in, in Kartik, the devotees, Prabhupada's disciples, made a big, you know, cake or something like that, a big Govardhan hill, right? It was edible. And they made little cows out of bread or something like that. And they brought in the Prabhupada. And, and Prabhupada said, What, do you want me to eat a cow? I mean, he knew it was bread, and so, but just the, I, just the he just couldn't fathom it. It's said in the in Bhagavatam that the sages of Naimashiranya when they heard that in Kali Yuga cows would be killed, they just you, they, 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 could, they just couldn't imagine. It's like if I said to you, you know, in the future uh, there'll be a big market for fetuses, aborted fetuses. It's real they're real tasty too. And we and they can be cooked in this way and they can get them you can get them rare or well done or you know what I mean it's just like what? How could you so, as, as bad as you could think of imp- how impossible that could be that humans would do that, is how they thought about this. We saw that in Prabhupada, like, whoa, that was very, very beautiful, how he felt. Mm-hmm. So these boys, you know, it was a demon. Krishna was right to do it and everything. Later on, also, gopis, they'll hear about this. It'll get out. But they weren't afraid to come home and just tell the story. But they put it together with something that was obvious later on, what? The slaying of the bull, Aristasura. They said, look, you killed a calf, you killed a bull. I think, you know, you've you got to perform some penance, right? You got you want to come close to us, but we don't want to touch you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're impure. Go bathe in all the holy rivers of India, then come back, okay? So he's very clever, of course. He just dug a little hole and all the rivers came in. That is... Uh, Shamkund. And then Radharani says, wow, that was far out. I'd like a kund like that. Have one. Hmm? Causes to overflow. Shamkund overflows into Radhakund. Hmm? Shamkund, Radhakund, Kijai. Hmm? 
So this is the beginning then of something that will, is very uh, central to the Sakiras Prakat Leelas. Day, every day they're meeting someone new, typically Kamsa's henchmen being sent, and Krishna's dealing with them. And they're going back and reporting it, singing songs, composing songs naturally about it. So we'll, we'll hurry ahead here to finish. We're running out of time, but <laughs> isn't it? But so, <laughs> so they go um, from here, take the calves to drink water, and of course they won't drink water themselves until the cows have drunk. Hmm? And uh, uh, and coming upon a, a a pond within the Jamuna, suddenly what happens? Um, well, what's really being said is, is kind of that day they came back and they didn't report it. As I said, they're dreaming about it. They go out the next day, and this next day they're going out even a little further. Hmm? Going. Uh, they took a little breakfast with them, a packed little extra after eating breakfast to stay out. Each day they're going out a little further. So next day then, they take the crabs to, 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 to drink, as I said, and all of a sudden this big duck, this big heron or crane. Or, I mean, you think it's like a little fantastic? Well, they thought so too. What the heck is that? <laughs> they thought... It's the crane like looked like a mountaintop cut off by a lightning bolt landing on the ground. They got a big beak. I mean, they didn't know what to make of it. After a while, you know, they get used to this, <laughs> right? <laughs> and as I say, that's what gave them the courage to go into the mouth of Agasura. They, where'd they get that from? Well, they see this thing, and they, they're just like, holy, what is that? What is that thing? And he doesn't look friendly either. Hmm? So they experience these kind of like sanchari bhavs of... Fear, fear, even for Krishna, you know, this thing's obviously got some, got a, got a mission here, and it's 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 not a, not a nice one. Hmm. So, uh, of course, Krishna understands and what's happening. But <laughs> Bhagasur grabs him in his beak, but Krishna reacts like uh, he's he's he's. You would think, well, it might be pretty nice to have Krishna on your tongue, right? Krishna's very sweet. Very charming. To have Krishna on your tongue would be very nice, but you put Krishna on your tongue every day and you don't have any taste for that. Hmm? Maybe even taste bitter. Therefore, instead of chanting, you're counting. Hmm? And what I will do next? Hmm? Don't count. Chant. Count after chanting. After you chant, then you count one, then chant. Don't think about it again. Oh, two. Hmm. So chant, don't count. But in the beginning, the chanting, Krishna's on your tongue. He's of non-different from his name. But it doesn't taste sweet. So he ended on Bakasura's tongue. Hmm. Sweet as anything, but he burnt like a hot chili. Hmm. And he had to cough him up. Hmm. And then he tried to grab him again. And Krishna took his two beaks and... You want to open your mouth? Let me help you, he said. And he opened his mouth wide <laughs> and slayed him. And this, and then they returned home. The boys want to tell this story. By the time they had returned, they had already composed various songs about about the about this wonderful feat of Krishna, and they're telling to the to the elders and so forth. This is the first instance, and the boys are reporting this extraordinary 
uh, activity of uh, feet of Krishna, of which there will be many hmm, going forward. And the cowards, are he- elders are hearing it for the first time. And they're thinking, how do we make sense out of this? There was some big creature there? Obviously, they must have exaggerated the size of him, but but, uh, but how did this happen? Did so- did Krishna do something in his, was he impious in his bad life, his pe- previous life, that this would happen to him? Because it didn't happen to any of the other boys. We thought oh, everybody was pious, but m- our boy was singled out. You're sort of thinking, did he do something impious? And then the martyrs said, no, no, how, that, could, that couldn't be. Hmm? Because if it was something as a result of his impiety from his past life, then he he would have got the full reaction. But he, but instead, the duck died. <laughs> so, so he must have been reaping the fruits of his own bad activities. And Krishna was the instrument that Narayan used to play that out and give this bhaka the reaction that he was due. Something like this. They they figured it out and put it all in place. Remembered, as they do repeatedly, going forward, Gargamuni's words, your son will be like Narayan. And they're thinking, that's pretty far out. But Narayan's not like Krishna. Krishna's like Narayan. That's what I'm saying. I said the other day, majesty, Aishvari, is a subset of the Madhurya of Krishna. Hmm? So Krishna's like Narayan, that he has the majesty of Narayan. <laughs> he can do things with Narayan. Of course, they're thinking Narayan's doing things through him. Hmm? But the point is, from the point of view of Siddhanta, that Krishna has the majesty of Narayan, and that's just a secondary thing for him. So he's like Narayan, he's like Narayan but Narayan's not like him. He doesn't have sweet leelas like Krishna. He doesn't become mugda, hmm? bewildered by prem, hmm? such that he becomes the son, the lover, the friend, and so on and so forth. So this is the 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 introduction, if you will, hmm? to the next chapter, which is the beginning of the Brahma Leela, which is centered on the slaying of Agasur, a wonderful feat that attracted the attention of the gods, brought the attention of Brahma, and so he has to come onto the scene. Krantarashimad Bhagavat ki jai. Gopal Krishna ki jai. We'll stop there. I guess we have a few minutes still. Any question? There is one question here. Yes, yes. Who? Maharaj. Maharaj? Oh. Marosh. Kijai. Marosh Kijai. He says, him, What about cows which are in herds of Krishna's friends? Don't they have desire to be directly in Krishna's herd? Uh-huh. What about the mothers of Krishna's friends? Hmm. Don't they desire to have Krishna as their son? It's a similar question. Yes, they do. They do. Mm-hmm. And in the Brahman Vimohan Leela, they got the opportunity <laughs> to do that. It's a leader that very much caters to the Vatsalya Rasa and, and to the Sakya Rasa. Mm-hmm. But with regard to the cows, you're asking, don't they desire to be Krishna's own herd? Well, yeah. they, they, they herd with Krishna every day. So as I said, the boys merge their herds with Krishna's herd mm-hmm. and and for the whole of the day 
those cows, or the other boys, are being herded by Krishna as well. So, but there's a part of the day, of course, that they're not with Krishna, and they're in Subal's herd, Sridham's herd, and if that wasn't the case, then how would the Leela play out? So, everybody has a place to play in the Leela, and everyone is fully satisfied in the Leela, even when sometimes someone in one Mukhi Rasa may have an attraction to another Rasa that's compatible, which will then, for a while, serve as the Sun Shari Bhav and augment that Rasa, mm, nourish it. That goes on. Uh, so, uh, but the point is here that it's all, this is the realm of Rasananda. Everyone is fulfilled there. Hmm? Everyone is fulfilled. Yes? You got a question? No. I thought you were raising your hands. No. Yes. <coughs> you mentioned this Adokshaya and Aprakrita. Yes. In relation to experiences, is it like <coughs> when he's having an experience, in, is it a Adokshaya would be like an overtly transcendental where everything disappears? Is this like a Bhava type of experience? Well, what I mean by the difference between the two is one is majestic in nature. Hmm? Um, um, now, Krishna's Leela is. is as we said, it, it, it is it's fully transcendental. It's other it's otherworldly. It's 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 super extraordinary. It has, but it looks just like like Gopal Kumar said. Just look just like the place on Earth that I came from. Looked exactly, but somehow it's different also. Hmm? So both the elements are there, but the, the nature of its appearance is is deceiving. Like the nature of a Vaishnava is deceiving. Vaishnava You might not know what's in his or her heart. Hmm? Because bhakti looks like karma. You eat, you sleep, you do other things. Hmm? Hmm? You sing, you dance. Not like a jnani or yogi, just sitting in meditation, giving everything up. So, such is the nature of the... the, 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 the uh, 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 the aprakrita lila, but... Um, that is not to say, to answer your question more fully, that an experience of a prakrita lila will not be like an epiphany or just, just be something ordinary. It will be quite an epiphany hmm? at the same time. What else? Yes? I mean, if you feel your whole body melt away, you have to think that's pretty extraordinary. Your whole body will melt away. Hmm. Once I walked, I was on Prophet's floor, and a second, I remember, this just reminds me of that, on, 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 in, in, in Mayapur. Hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I used to go there and sit. And he, you know, it was a big building there. And he had one one room there on, his, on the middle middle floor. I think it was three floors. It was a balcony. So I used to go sometimes on the back of the balcony and sit and chant. Sometimes probably would come out and walk and chant. Sometimes he would t- stop and talk to me. Hmm. And on one occasion he did. And and um, then he went inside and I went to use the bathroom. And my whole body melted and, uh, in front of me. Hmm. 
So you have to think these things are wonderful. Well, it's a prakrita. <laughs> a prakrita. It's wonderful too. Yeah, so it's, it's you understand the point. That'll happen to you. Yes. The transitory bhavas, like the wilderness, Haskya, seem to cover the staiva, but not fully, right? Like, that experience would be different still for someone in Sakharas. If a, if a, if a, yeah. There are certain emotions that are considered secondary rasas that have the power to further suppress the um, dominant rasa of a devotee and afford the experience of rasa. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Um, and then another thing is 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 the mixing where it acts as a samchari to augment or nourish the sakya. Mm. Secondary rasas can do also, or primary rasas. Mm. Just like incompatible rasas can co- cause it to contract. Does that answer your question? I like. Um yeah, everybody's different. And you experience it from the from the center of your of aesthetic rapture. Sure. All right, we'll stop there. Madhavan Kijai. Go Premanande. Krishna Balaram Kijai.